Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, that as rich guys would do epic shit. And now, your host, that's Hybin. If this is empty, this doesn't matter. That's your home. I'm always home. I'm on tour. Me too. You're doing great, dude. Telling true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is it my advice to you? And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Wrong Tribe Confounds, The Right Tribe Compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. All right, GoBros. We are in the GoBro room with Mr. Shane McCullough. Shane, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Pat. How about yourself? Great. Let's start this off, Shane, by doing a life story of Shane, but make it four minutes. Give us the day you were born till now in four minutes. Okay. July 11th, uh, 1962, which makes me 57. And I was uh, born in Illinois, but basically raised in Mississippi. I grew up rather poor. Went to college. I was the first person in my family to do so and graduated from the University of Mississippi. I was also a member of Pike Fraternity, uh, Pike Up Alpha, and uh, started out pretty well, became an investment broker, Series 7 license, uh, did that for three years, and then moved to Chicago, Illinois for a great job and what I thought was a great girl. And within six months, I lost the girl and the job. The job I really hated losing, she was not the right person, <laughs> and yet, uh, <laughs> so uh, I kind of grew up in Chicago from about 24 until I was, uh, until I actually met my ma married my wife. I made good money when I came out of college and in Chicago, and then I went broke, and I uh, started working at McDonald's, literally on the core grill side, and within about eight months, I was running the largest McDonald's in the world. At the time, the Rock and Roll McDonald's in downtown Chicago. And uh, if you ever see my arms, you'll see underneath the uh, bottom side, you'll see burn marks from the fryers and the hardest work I ever did. And I later went on and worked for corporate McDonald's. And I was hired away by furniture and design and those big play place companies. And uh, I built my own organization of uh, salespeople in the Midwest, covered five states, and then sold that. Or not really a whole lot. It sounds like a lot more than it. <laughs> selling it. It was, it was good for the time, and yet nothing monumental. I uh, went to work for another company, and I learned never to sign a non-compete, and messed up there, and that drove me into real estate, which is where I currently am 20 years later, which is what I always wanted to go into, and yet I couldn't afford to get into. Met my wife in Chicago. I was 33. She was 23. We've been married for 23 years now. No children, 
I've been currently with Keller Williams Realty International uh, with what I call KDB Metro Center, which is my three offices, which closed $1.6 billion last year, a little over 3,000 transactions with 700 agents. We have multiple JVs underneath that and working on two more, as well as a couple of other side hustles, as they call it. I'm a happy and blessed man. That's awesome. So are you there with uh, Derek Blaine and Rick Basel and uh, those guys there? Are you have offices near them? Are you partners? What the hell is that working? Well, uh, Derek and uh, Ron Cathell is actually, uh, they are the operating principals as such uh, from McLean, which is not too far from us in Northern Virginia, right along the river. And Rick. who's the other, other person you were asking about? Rick Basel. Yeah, Rick is actually in my Arlington office, which is one of my flagship offices. Okay, good. Yeah. Awesome. All right, good. Uh, exciting. So uh, let's talk about a little one sheet here. First of all, what what percentage are you, Shane? I am, uh, as of last year, I was 167%. And uh, this year for 2020, I'm projecting 124%. I'm restructuring some things. Okay. And uh, and uh, let's talk about that. And so that's great. Now, what what is paying you horizontally currently? In, in 2019, I'll refer to those numbers since yeah. 2020 is a projection. But my 2020, I did I had $870,000 in horizontal income. Beautiful. And those from the three offices or... Was that uh, three offices, uh, two title joint ventures, as well as a referral company that I own, uh, another business that I just do some side uh, brokerage for, for, and OP salary, etc. Well, no, actually, OP salary is on my vertical. I apologize now. So that's basically from the three offices and various different other side businesses. Okay. And what is your family expense that you and your wife spend every month? Personally, <laughs> twenty-five thousand a month. Okay, we so, live a very nice life. <laughs> yeah, so so that's three hundred a year, right? Yep. So you're not uh, not what you think you are. So three hundred a year would be a hundred percenter would be someone who made three hundred thousand dollars in horizontal income. That's a hundred percent of your personal bills paid horizontally you're actually you're actually almost a 300 percenter you're you're like a 287 or something i like your number better next time i'm around you gotta show me this thing a little closer then (laughs) let's say what's a hundred percent of 300 300 right and how much do you make right 900 right off horizontally yes so nine so 300 is what what per, you know what I mean? So three hundred goes into nine three times, right? So that's three hundred percenter. So you're a three hundred percenter. Okay, like I said, I like that number better. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a good number. So you know, and it's always fascinating to me the the how these numbers come out for for Keller Williams owners. It's vastly higher than than people who have you know real estate holdings. You know, the next number that's, that's always fascinating is the horizontal to net worth ratio, right? So I take your horizontal, your, your, you know, 870 or whatever, right, and divide it into your net worth. What is that number? The horizontal divided into the net worth number? Yeah. 
I do not have that filled in there. I'm going to be honest with you, but let me I give it to you. It's 870,000 divided by 5.1 million. Let me grab a calculator here. That is the one number on there I don't have filled out. I'm apologizing. Yep. Well, it's good. People listening, could, if they don't know how to figure it out, can figure it out. But, you know, it's, it's basically, you know, going to be 20-some percent. I mean, it's going to be very, very, it's going to be high. It's going to be one of the highest I've heard, actually. Uh, you know, which is saying that your net worth is basically in, in your offices, right? In your businesses. For the, for in my businesses, yes. That's where the majority, well, the majority of my net worth would definitely be in my businesses, the equity in those businesses, which has been evaluated, so it's very accurate. Yeah, and what multiple are you using for that? For those, about 3.25 on no, Keller Williams offices? Nope, 2.5. 2.5? I got a low ball. Wow. Surprised it's that high. Well, that's, well, that's good, right? It's good and bad, I guess. It's good because it's so freaking high. The average is 3%. So you're at like like 23. So you're way above average. Uh, I guess the downside is, you know, it's uh, it's not diversified at all, right? It's just pretty much all in your businesses. And if the shit hits the fan in uh, Northern Virginia as far as real estate commissions or something like that, you're, you know, you're not, uh, there's, there's no diversity in it. But hey, you know, maybe. Let's, let's hope the economy continues to do well. The Beltway continues to spur off jobs, and you'll be, you'll be good. So let's well, talk I'm about let's in the holding in that just simply from the standpoint that at the worst part of the recession that we had, that unemployment in Northern Virginia held at 5% was the lowest. Mm-hmm. And given the fact that Amazon's coming literally in the middle of my pie, with 25,000 jobs with a one-to-one or two-to-one ratio of a support that we should be, and of course the military and the trough of the government, and just great businesses in the area, high, highly, highly educated individuals, as you know, Pat, living living right near here. It's, uh, it's a pretty solid business line. I'd, I'd bet on long-term, at least I have. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, I would too. That's great. All right, so let's um, let's shift gears a little bit, and um, what uh, let's talk about let's talk about health. So, what do you weigh, Shane? I weigh one seventy seven as of this morning. Good. And what's your body fat? Body fat is around twelve percent. Okay. And uh, what is your diet like? Diet is so so. I'm probably like most that I that I struggle with it. My problem is I like sweets. I could easily lose another seven pounds if I just turned to protein a little more. And mm. uh, yet I work out three days a week. And thanks for Go Abundance. As of a year ago, I worked out with a trainer for six months. I had never worked out in my entire life. And now I have, quite frankly, the best my body's ever looked, uh, according to my wife anyway. <laughs> 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 Which I guess that's the most important person. Hey, that counts, right? Yeah. <laughs> When your wife tells you your butt's cute for a change and she's not told you that in about 20 years, I don't oh, know that is it. for me that day. That's all I got to say. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So what, are you still working out like you're doing the uh, high-intensity interval training or are you running? What are you doing exactly? I'm doing weights uh, three times a week like I was this morning. And uh, then I have my trainer come in every quarter and kind of reset me uh, to make sure that I'm doing things the right way and mixing things up a little bit. 
if I were to sit here and say the one thing I have opportunity to work on is my stomach, my upper body is, for the first time ever, is in really great shape. I'm very happy with my legs are in great shape. Uh, that's a little bit hereditary. And yet, but he's got me on four different exercises for the stomach. So <laughs> we're grinding it out. That's oh, awesome. Wine. That probably doesn't help either. Yeah, that's all right. Everything in moderation, including moderation. So let's, uh, let's talk about money that you've donated or time you've spent giving back to charity. What is your give back ratio? Give back ratio on that is uh, 10%. Wow. It gets pretty heavy, but we're, you know, we don't have children, so I kind of feel like that oh, it's what my wife and I like to do. Uh, we get a lot of joy out of it, and it's, uh, I, I don't have to describe that, I don't think. I think everybody gets it. If, if you give, and you give freely, and you can afford it, and you enjoy it, and it goes to good causes, all of our causes go to either children, and that is primarily the most, and then some to religious, but uh, almost everything involves children. Which, what's your favorite one? Boys Town. And my wife just became a board of directors member of Boys Town for the D.C. Uh, area this last year. And two of my best friends also serve on the board. That's awesome. And that's a, uh, uh, it's like a orphanage or is it, what is it? Well, what it is, it was based at Omaha, Nebraska. You probably saw it from a long, long time ago. Father Flanagan is the one who found it. It was for runaway boys during the Depression. And uh, it's based on something I think that is very in line with my beliefs and values as it is with co-abundance. That is that there is responsibility. Uh, your actions have an effect. Uh, you do your homework. You clean your house. You keep good hygiene. You are respectful. You look people in the eye and shake their hand. Uh, when we tour the houses here that are owned by Boys Town and the families that are put together from some just really awful places, I'll leave it at that, that these young people, and now it is incorporating ladies into the, into the program as well across the country, that it's you knock on the door, they answer the door, they welcome you into their home, and they're just, it's just incredible. You know, you, you, I guess I'll speak for my age a little bit here, but it's, it's just, I think it's the way things should be. Mm. Oh, there's manners and courtesy and respect. Uh, mutual respect and oh it's kind of interesting in the house that if you do something wrong and say the the two parents that are there decide on something that you this is your punishment or this is what you did wrong you can appeal it it's interesting hmm. in the house hmm. and the other children get to vote on this yet they can double your penalty if they rule against you hmm. And it's really interesting, just you know, that, that high level of accountability, like I said, it really mirrors my beliefs and I think the beliefs of our brotherhood and abundance. And a lot is, it a, is it a private vote? Uh, yes, it is all private money. That okay, puts private vote. Like, a, like what I was thinking is like, is it, do you vote in front of the other kid? No, or do you like, it's like anonymous. And up. Mm -mm. Nope. You got to, you own the vote. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard accountability. I'll tell you. Yeah, that's no we joke. didn't do it in my house. <laughs> huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Fascinating. Okay, great. Well, that's great. It's almost the opposite sort of accountability. Like on the streets, on the streets, the accountability would be the, the other kids would be, it, it would be like, hey, don't snitch or don't, you know, give me a good grade or I'm going to beat your ass. 
in the boys town it's the opposite it's uh it's how it really should be which is hey you know you screwed up you need to pay the price the accountability is you know the right way it should be not the wrong way it should be like on the streets does that make sense like it, it does. It's kind of like my niece is uh, at NAMPS right now, and she's heading to uh, the Naval Academy this fall in Annapolis. And, uh, you know, the, the honor system is just held to such a high level like it is at, at many of the military institutions, West Point or whatever, that uh, it reminds me a bit of that uh, without all of the other things that go with it. But it's just if you have an issue you speak it, you talk through it, you work and you focus on the uh, solution, not the problem. And it is extreme accountability. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, okay, great. Well, good deal. Very good for you. What, what, um, what do you think drives Shane? Initially money. It was very, I grew up poor. Always had higher ambitions for whatever reason inside me that was driving me. Uh, I'm still not done with money because I do love a really nice lifestyle and I'm blessed to have one. That's what I was saying. The best revenge is living a great life and a great lifestyle. So, well, I believe that at the same time, it's what we just talked about, about giving back. I want to give back more money. I want to double what I give every year. Mm. And Money uh, is good for the good that it can do. Yes, sir. Yeah. But it's also, it's building a legacy. Mine's a little different than a lot of other people's because I don't have children in that my legacies are the people that I work with. I want to leave them pods of businesses that they will own and they will they will manage and they will give to their children or do as they see fit in their lifetime. That's one of that's my big why. And uh, I know Pat you KW you've heard of the big why. My my big why is pretty simple. I want to be the largest real estate company in the state of Virginia by net sales. Mm. And that's, and by the way, I got a, I got a ways to go. <laughs> wow, interesting. Yeah. Where, where are you now? Do you know, like, scale I'm at one, one to ten? I'm at uh, 1.67 billion, and that puts me at number five in the state of Virginia. Five, okay. All right, good. Well, you're, you're closing in on them. <laughs> I, got, I got some high stepping to do <laughs> to get there. But, uh, hey, that's those great goals, right? Wrong Tribe Confounds, The Right Tribe Compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. What's your, what's your, uh, what is Shane's superpower, would you say? Remembering details about people. Oh, really? Tell, tell me about that. Tell me how you do it. Well, I think it's asking the questions that people don't ask and wanting to understand a little bit more about them. And I've done this over time. It's, it's, it's listening, obviously. That's pretty obvious. I think it's, it's finding out why one of my new employees, a young lady that's going to be one of my financial people, MCA, that if she wasn't doing this, what would she do? And why does she want to go back and finish her degree? And where would she have her degree? Well, she has an open letter invitation in Rome, Italy, to become a writer at a particular university there. Okay. Mm. This is not a hoity-toity young lady. Okay. Mm. And to remember that, and that is an insignificant thing probably to most anybody in the world other than her, or perhaps her husband, 
and yet I'll build on that as a relationship because that's a trick. Yeah. Okay. Well, good stuff. What would you say your kryptonite is then? Ego. Whoa. <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> We've always been pretty transparent in this industry that I've ever been around. Yeah, it's... Um, it's understanding that I don't have to be at the head of the room all the time and that I don't have oh. to be talking. And uh, it's interesting. My wife was at an Aspen and uh, she said, you're different here. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, I said, what do you mean? She says, well, you're, you don't have to be in the middle of everybody. You're not in the mix of everything. You're not in control. You're not running everything. You're everything. And I said, I come here to learn and observe. I said, and teach if the opportunity presents itself. And I said, I come here pretty hand in hat. And I said, which is a little different than a lot of the other Go Brundage brothers. I said, they come a little more chest out, more ego forward. And that may have something to do with age, or maybe it just comes with my view of how I want to approach this group a little hmm. differently. Very good. I love it. Yep. It's probably a, it's probably a kryptonite of all of us. I, I mean, I, I challenge the person that says it isn't. That's not successful, you know? I mean, I think it's what gets us up in the morning and drives us. It's what, you know, you, you, you think about it. this morning when I woke up to go to the gym this morning. That was not my favorite thing to do this morning, although I really enjoy going. But I just was aching from doing something over the weekend. I'd been moving some furniture and some stuff that I probably shouldn't have been doing by myself. And yet I rolled out of bed, popped an Advil, and got in the road. <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> Let's talk about your life happiness index, uh, your LHI. What uh, number are you? 8.7. Very good the, number. Up, up from the year before that. It was a 7.4 the year before. Okay. So, so what, what, what happened? I mean, because, you know, again, the average, you know, of, of the GoBros that have come on the show, and I think we're, you know, we've done like 80 of these, is about 7.4 right? 7.5. And I think they would all love to get to 8.7. So why don't you teach us how you did that? Letting go of a lot of things that used to just upset me. Hmm. Um, I would say that's part of it. So mindset, shifting the mindset and not being so emotionally attached to the outcome of a lot of things. And they can be as minor as seeing somebody run a stop sign, which used to just put me into orbit, not because really? of the tragedy that I had. It just pissed me off because Wait a I what, what strategy what strategy <laughs> and by the way this is the guy who'll drive 100 my last speeding ticket was 116 on the interstate that false, prophet. The false prophet Shane <laughs> well no I didn't run stop signs <laughs> what happened you got hit hit on your bike when you were a kid uh, by a no, stop sign runner nothing to it, but it I just, just lose it over stupid shit like that and what would you do? Would you scream at him, honk at him? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Call him out right there. <laughs> I'm doing better now. They call it a 12 step program, and I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, yeah, so you just, you just learn to let go, basically. Yes, uh, in, in many, many ways. And I, I think that's just you. That's a lot of self-talk. That's mindset. That's a lot of growth and development. I think these books that we read, uh, a lot of times that I, what I do with them, and not as much as I should, 
is I'll, I'll highlight things in them and I'll turn the pages down, etc. Well, every once in a while, like I reread a book not too long ago by Malcolm Gladwell, Outliers, mm. and it was like an eye-opening experience for me, and I had read it before. And I think sometimes maybe we should pick up some of those books we read before at a different time. You know, they say that, the, you know, the, the, many times they use the Bible, and they say, you know, hey, the, the Bible, it's a good book, right? And it's like, yeah, of course it is. When's the last time you read it? And you tell, you say if you did that or whatever, or a section of it, it's fine. And uh, the reality is you can go back and you read it again. Well, the book didn't change. The words didn't change, regardless of the book. What happened is, is you changed. And as you read it, you take away different things from it. So one of the things that I'm starting to do is reread some books that I have on my shelves. And I really look for the ones that I highlighted the most of the time. And it's kind of a gut check. It's kind of just a, a fun thing that I do every once in a while. And um, I usually end up learning a lot more the second time around. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, there's some books. There's only some, but there are definitely some that you could basically keep opening and and rereading and being like, damn, I don't remember that before, but that's a good nugget, you know? Absolutely. All right, cool. So let's talk a little bit about your goals. Like, where do you, what, how old are you now, Shane? 57. All right. Where do you want to be when you're 67? What do you want to be doing? Tell me about your life. Well, I'd like to be traveling probably 80% of the time. That's my big thing. I love to travel, my wife and I do. Uh, I'd spend most of that time in Italy. I just spent a month there last year, and mm. uh, it was pretty epic for me. Well, uh, did you stay in like an Airbnb? No, we, uh, we were in multiple different places, from Ravello to, to um, Ravello. Ironically, one of the people you just talked to sent me a text. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we were, were from Ravello to Tuscany to Milan and Florence and Venice. So we moved around a little bit. If I were to go back, I would, I would spend most of the time in Florence and Tuscany. And then I'd go up into the Piedmont region, which is uh, the northern portion of it would be my next one. Mm, awesome. And so do you still want to be working at Keller Williams? Do you want to have, uh, you know, leveraged out? Do you, you know, what do you want? Where, what are you going to be? Or, or are you just going to be abroad uh, not working? You know, I think I'll always be working. Uh, like most of us, I think that uh, that is part of the lifeblood of keeping us sharp and keeping us moving forward, regardless of whatever our age is, whether we, whether it's about money or whether it's about something else. I currently, when I came back from Italy, I fired myself and I hired in my structure and the CEO of my groups of businesses and uh, I hired a president and uh, this young lady is my general manager, as you would probably know it. Uh, running my offices in the day-to-day -day and my direct reports are four people versus having probably seven or eight uh, direct reports and she's doing a great job high level of accountability we talk every morning at nine o'clock and then on Mondays we meet from 9 30 until 11 30 she is doing a phenomenal job but what I see is that going forward is is we will continue to expand our Keller Williams footprint in the larger and more offices in various different ways, whether through acquisition, et cetera. And I want to reach that goal before I think I can, I'll be able to kind of ride off under the sunset 10 years from now, 67 is young. I want to, I intend to be a hundred. I'm going to stay around and just be on as hell and drink more bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Love the 10 years from now, 
So maybe I'll work one or one or two days a week. <laughs> there you go. All right. I like it. I like it. And let's talk about some greatest hits. You know, 57 is zero to 57. What are two or three of Shane's greatest hits? If you were like a greatest hits album of a rock star or country music star, what, what like some poignant moments that stick out in your head as uh, great moments in your life? I'm still standing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean actual song? You're thinking of actual songs like I'm Still Standing by Elton John. Is that what you're saying? Actually, it was a pretty good song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I meant like real, I'm have, really what I meant was like real moments like the day, maybe the day you met your wife or the day that you quit, you know, your job in Chicago or stuff like that. I know. I was just making a joke out of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just surviving a life of 57 years. It would definitely be when I graduated from college. Uh, that was pretty momentous in, in my family and with me. I would say also uh, the day I passed my Series 7 license was, was pretty significant because I hated math when I was in high school. I really didn't like it at all. And I literally turned into the wind of something I did not like. And now I love math, as probably most of us do, because we're trying to make more money or do a, something business-wise. Meeting my wife, absolutely. The day I married her, absolutely. The day my nieces called me first instead of their parents, and it's not a competition. It was just I always wanted to be the second call. It was very important to me. Mm, that's awesome. And I would say the day I became a millionaire, uh, that was that was pretty significant. When I literally did the math one day, and it was you know just one of those days, and had something of a milestone, and literally looked at it and I went, "Oh my God!" You know, we actually we made it. You know, we made we're worth a million dollars net, and we celebrated that heavily. Just, not heavily, just mean we we really really reveled in it for a day and enjoyed it, and it was like, okay, so how are we going to make three million? You know, and those were those were significant days. Uh, staying a month a month in Italy was a big one uh, last year. So. Yeah, that's and that's one of my goals too. Actually, is to just to to live abroad for a month. Like I, you know, I, and and my wife and I have talked about this. We love we'd love to do like Greece or something where, you know, you're you're like I, you know, on a cliff. I want to stay in a house on a cliff, <laughs> looking over the water, you know, or something like that, you know. Well, you can join us in September. We're going to spend some time there while we can. My wife is 100% Greek, so uh, you can have a Oh, there you go. <laughs> if you go in September, call us. We'll come on by. <laughs> that's a little soon, but uh, but yeah, that's awesome, buddy. Well, Shane, well, it, was great. it was great to uh, get to know you on the show here. And uh, uh, guys, all of Shane's contact information is going to be in the show notes if you want to reach out to him. And Shane, I really appreciate you uh taking time out of your busy day here today to uh, uh, share a little bit uh, about Shane. I appreciate the opportunity. Let's grab life big. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. In life, to be honest, I failed as much as I've succeeded. But I love my wife. I love my life. And I wish you my kind of success.
Don't step to me, bitch. Now you can